0: Right, oh, I was so right from the very beginning. Give me applause!
1: Hello, welcome back to a new year of Star Trek Discovery Feminist Frequencies Recap Freecast. I don't remember how to host this podcast. But here we are. Here we are.
0: (laughs) Welcome. Welcome to 2018. Welcome to 2018 and welcome to the mirror universe. Ooh. Ooh. You can't Uh, see because I'm on a podcast, but I am wearing the fake beard that denotes my uh, evilness. (laughs) Yep,
1: yep, definitely, definitely. Mm -hmm. Uh, I am Anita Sarkeesian, and I am joined, as always, by the delightful Ebony Astor.
0: The delight, oh yes, still delightful. I didn't leave it behind in 2017.
1: I thought about calling you my sidekick, and then I thought better of it.
0: Yeah, yeah, good choice.
1: (laughs) Uh, All right, so we uh, watched Star Trek Discovery instead of the Golden Globes. And that, that I frankly was the thing couldn't that be happened. happier about
0: that choice. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't be happier about that I, choice.
1: I, I'm a little disappointed. I wanted to watch the Golden Globes. It seems like an important year, but whatever. We are here. We've committed to all three of our listeners, which I know there's more of you, but I'm just pretending uh, that we were yeah. going to come back. So Star Trek Discovery is finishing out its first season. It was a, you know, just to remind you, there was eight episodes in late 2017. Was there, there were, were there
0: eight or were there nine?
1: I don't know. Nine. Oh, yeah, because this is episode 10. We
0: do so much killer
1: research. <laughs> You're Woo! right. It is nine because there was two in one night. Yeah. So, whatever. Half of the season. We're watching the rest of the other half. Blah, 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 blah. So this mm. is about this this. Cast is going to be about episode 10 called Despite Yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay, yo. So, this episode, like, give it, it to me, it? Anita. I had feelings. I, know I had you feelings. Did
0: because, man. Because while well, we are watching the show, we're not watching it in the same room, but we are watching it together in spirit. And so we were WhatsApping each other. And, um, I think I was a little bit ahead of you. And so I knew what was coming and I was having to physically (laughs) restrain myself, like sit on my hands because shit was going down and I was losing my mind. Yeah. But so we try to not like on all of our
1: podcasts, we try to not talk about it while it's happening, like while while we're watching the shows or whatever. And so our our WhatsApp is literally just like, holy shit. Yep. And then, like, oh my God. Five, five yeah. minutes later, when I catch up, I'm like, what? And then mm-hmm. there was definitely a big declaration of Ebony was right. Yep. Ebony yep. It.
0: Vindication. Oh, feel free to send in your congratulations, your shouts out, uh, the big ups to me at Ebony Astor because I called this shit from the first minute. From the first minute, I knew some shady shit was going to go down and there was going to be an undercover Klingon operative on mm-hmm. the Discovery. I'm. I'm so goddamn psychic. Yeah. it's ridiculous. You're so good.
1: I'm so, mm-hmm. I'm so, I'm so happy you were right.
0: Like, I, me too. I thought it
1: was a totally far fetched conspiracy thing, but like, wow, uh-huh. that's yeah, I know because I don't get
0: enough respect in this joint. But I, I know say- what's up when it comes to uh, hackneyed TV drama. No <laughs> one knows it like me, you know. But anyways, let's yeah, let's get into it. I am. Ex- well- I want to know like what. What things stood out to you? I mean, obviously, there were some moments of just sheer, like, bat shittery, you know, in yeah, this yeah. episode. You know? So, I, I like that they they didn't give you – like, they didn't give us a single episode to catch our breath. They just went out swinging. Yeah. Some, and I kind uh, of
1: appreciate that.
0: Yeah, like, me too. I, me too. So,
1: I was dreading coming back to – I mean, I don't like this show. And I was dreading mm-hmm. coming back to it and being like, all right, you know, whatever. We got to do this again. And yeah. I actually, like – I didn't, I really, I didn't, hate there were things I didn't like about the episode, but mm-hmm. I didn't hate it. I was like, oh, this is a cool direction. I do want to shout, I not shout out, but I just want to say, this was directed by Jonathan Frax,
0: who plays Riker. Jonathan Frax, Riker, what, what? Yeah. He's a great yeah, director. Yeah, so
1: Fra- Frax, not Franks, Frax. It's
0: No way, it's not Frax, is it? Isn't it? Frax. It, it totally is. Hold on. What are you going to, you're going to yeah. try and Google how to pronounce I'm, it? I'm, it's I'm, Frax. I'm... <laughs> Don't. Don't tell me I've been Wait. saying it wrong all my life.
1: Okay. I thought you said Franks, like no. N-K. But at least no, we're we'll like pronouncing Rick. the correct spelling. Okay. yes, Got it. Whatever. Somebody tell us how to pronounce his name. I'm just going to oh, call they him Because, you know. Okay.
0: <laughs> right. Right. Number one.
1: Um, but so, like, you know, he obviously, he's directed a bunch of TV, like, this is nothing new, but it was kind of cool to see his name pop up. And I was like. Mm-hmm whatever and and because this episode was better i'm wondering what role he played in like massaging out the shit of the show that right. we don't like so i don't know whatever just putting that out there all right um i love the main storyline like i yeah. love that they you know so we ended we ended the last episode you know with stamets it, you know f- Lorca convincing Stamets to do one last jump so that they can, like, mm-hmm. present this information and, like, find all these discoveries and information and all this shit uh, for scientific disco- discovery. I keep saying discovery. That's not intentional, mm-hmm. but here we are. Quality. So, Quality
0: podcasting.
1: Yeah, that's great. You know, whatever. So um, they, you know, Stamets, like, <laughs> malfunctions.
0: I'm dying here because I know you don't remember nothing that happened. Like the show, <laughs> the show just oh, the re- like, I only a couple of, of the months recap. ago. I know you don't remember shit about what yeah. went on in the first half and, of the season, so you are struggling. Well,
1: yeah, well, whatever. So, Stan, I don't remember anything, but the recap was helpful. So, Stamets uh, malfunctions basically. Uh, he fall. He's he's hurt by going through this thing. He goes into a functional coma. And, um, and they're now like somewhere that they don't recognize. And there's like, it looks like a ruins of some kind of battle. And we find out that they're in an alternative universe. And I'm like, whoa, when did this show get good? (laughs) Like, when did this this show decide to tell interesting stories? This is, this is, okay.
0: Oh, I've been waiting like with bated breath since the show ended, this episode ended to come talk to you because, oh, I know, based upon your Star Trek watching history, you have no history with the Mirror Universe. So you didn't know what they were leading up to, and you probably still don't get it. So I'm going to have to walk you through this shit week by week. And, like, I don't have enough to do on a weekly basis. (laughs) But so the Mirror Universe uh, first appears in Star Trek, the original series, in an episode called Mirror, Mirror. Classic, iconic, right? Then we see it come back in Deep Space Nine, uh, shout out, Deep Space Nine. Um, and then I think I never watched Enterprise. I'm not going to go back and watch it. Uh, I say that now. One day, I don't know. I may have the flu. Get bored. But Enterprise just Wait, you didn't never, appeal but to But you me.
1: never watched Enterprise? I watched a couple I Oh, a couple my episodes. God. I'm being such an idiot. You're not talking about Next Generation. You're talking about Enterprise. Jesus which is Christ. The How, who am I doing mouth. this podcast
0: is- with? Who? Well, is this? Who? No. Oh, my God. Do these people I see literally- what I'm working with?
1: I literally, wolves, it's, it's such, it's such a piece of shit show that I forget that it exists. It like I don't want right. it to exist, so I exactly. like it just fell out of my brain, which is why I was utterly <laughs> confused. Cool. Okay,
0: well that makes sense. All right, right. So yeah. Anyways, so we saw, we saw the mirror universe appear in uh, original series Deep Space Nine and Enterprise, which I know you didn't watch any of, so you're not gonna have the background on why like. Mirror Universe is so awesome and I love like I I was totally not expecting uh, them to go this route because as as much as they are trying to kind of reboot what Starfleet is and what the meaning of a you know Star Trek show could be I just didn't expect that they would go the the direction of having a mirror universe episode because those tend to be campier funnier episodes they tend to be you know although there are you know kind of deep questions about like fascism and authoritarianism and stuff that undergird um like the world building in the mirror universe episodes it's pretty much an excuse for like people to wear you know kind of like skeezy, sleazy, sexy outfits and wear, like I said, Van Dyke beards. You know, they're not typically super serious. So You know, so I I wasn't expecting it. Are the mirror universes always like this? Like, are they
1: always just like worse and evil?
0: Yeah, so they always go to this universe where the Terran Empire uh, has replaced or, you know, stands in for Starfleet. You know? And so, like I said, it's this militaristic, uh, xenophobic, you know, fascistic um, uh, empire. And, you know, it's a matter of the the folks from our empire, our or rather, our touchy feely Starfleet having to fake their way through. And so they <laughs> the costuming is always great in a Mirror Universe episode. The hammy acting is always great. I mean, look at what we got from Tilly.
1: Like, Oh I was my god, low. I Tilly. loved
0: it. So, <laughs> it so good. good. My oh my god, my cosplay this year between Oprah Winfrey and Wrinkle in Time and Captain mm. Killy, um, I got I got to start sewing right now. Was on board for it. it. Was so so good. good,
1: I like. She was so delightful and wonderful yeah. in that role. Like I just I really liked it, and I was noticing. You know, we've talked a bunch about how Tilly is so the characterization of her is so inconsistent, and when right. she was with Stamets, um, in the medical bay. And she was trying to, you know, annoy him back to consciousness Mm -hmm. um, was really those moments where you're like, oh, like, I really like Tilly. And and this is that sort of awkward weirdness that that we've grown to expect from her, but hasn't been consistent. And so then it was just such a nice contrast to her having to try to be tough and mean Mm -hmm. uh, when she like. You know, like, and I think that the actor who plays her did a really good job because like when you're trying to play like an alt universe or like a different character, mm-hmm. um, there's always this tension between you need to show that you're the other character deep down. But like right. this facade of the of who you're presenting. And I think mm-hmm. she did a really good job of it and watching her struggle with saying assholes and stuff like
0: that. Yeah. I but then was but hilarious. Once, once she got into it. Um, I think there was something kind of cool about, you know, if indeed Tilly is actually, you know, um, a neuroatypical person. Right. I, I love that in a way this kind of shows the um, the abilities that many neuroatypical people have to demonstrate at reading how people other people are communicating and matching themselves. Yeah. To it, right. You know, so yeah. I just thought it was yeah, so totally. well done. I just oh, so in love with her. So in love. I hope that they they keep not fucking her up because for a while there, when it seemed like she was just going to go like, you know, sidekick, wingman, you know, like fruity sorority girl Tilly, I was like, y'all fuck this up. You only had nine episodes. How did you go from having somebody so cool to fucking her up? But we're getting it back.
1: Yeah. And like, I don't know how long this is. Is it going to last one more episode or more? But it's going to last at least one more episode. So I'm excited to see more of Captain (laughs) Killy. Yeah, and I love that they did and not. They were just like that's subtle. Like I like I liked some of that self, uh, like self conscious joking that happened and the sort of mm-hmm. campiness. And it makes I'm I'm disappointed that I don't know the history of this in the Star Trek. I'm universe disappointed in it, you. I'm disappointed. I, as well. Yeah, I feel like it would mean a lot more because I really did enjoy. Like I really did enjoy this. Ge- like the overarching themes of what was happening here. Um, yeah. Well, yeah.
0: Since you um, like your star trek fandom it's it's not it's deep but it's fairly narrowly focused did yeah. you enjoy lorca's scottish accent that, that was, shout so out to was is that a thing Come too on. i hated oh, that i laughed yeah, yeah. but i laughed i laughed i totally laugh. i
1: thought it i i thought it was cute like i yeah. liked that uh, and cuz i was sitting there being like what are, like he looked so pained i was like how is he what is he going to do and like there was enough pause between like uh, Michael telling him to cha- to mask his voice and him trying to think of what to do. And that was really cute. Yeah. I liked yeah. it.
0: Me too. Um, Me too.
1: Yeah. So <clears throat> they are in this alternative universe, et cetera, et cetera. And there's a bunch of other stuff happening um, that's all rotating around this main storyline. And I think one of the ones mm-hmm. uh, that's interesting-ish Like, I'm conflicted about, but interesting is the Tyler stuff, which, you know, you totally called. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's having these, like, what seem to be PTSD flashbacks when he's trying Mm -hmm. to... You, wh- First of all, hold on. So he's on this little shuttle, and he's trying to get a data core out. They have this really fucking cool-looking laser tech thing that they get to, like, use what? to uh, excavate. They, where did that look come from? The,
0: tech, the look of the <laughs> tech in this show is so wildly inappropriate for where it's supposed to sit in the timeline yeah. of the Star Trek universe.
1: And I was thinking about, like, the, the coloring of the show, right? Like, it's really mm-hmm. grainy. Um, but mm-hmm. there's these moments, like, on in the um, – in the medical bay, it's really bright. It's really bright mm-hmm. and light like the, um, like the yeah, Star like Trek movie reboot. Yeah, mm-hmm. but then everywhere else is really, really grainy and gritty um, and sort of like muted. And so there, there's just these – It's it, it feels inconsistent to me. And so I'm like – I don't know. I, I should pay attention to it more and see if it actually is consistent because I, I only started really noticing it that mm-hmm. now. But, um, there, the, you know, the cinematography is obviously a conscious decision about how they're trying to – How they're trying to express the emotions of a particular scene.
0: Well, smarter people than the two of us have probably spent, you know, some time unpacking the ways that this show is lit and photographed. Oh, sure. Um, So, you know, feel free to hit us up and shoot us suggestions of stuff to read because I would be interested in reading. Um, about that stuff because I mean it, it's it's more than just like the difference between the look of a Klingon ship or the look of a Vulcan ship versus the look of a Starfleet ship. No, right? it's actually but, like mean, lighting
1: ways- and correct color corrections and, and that all that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, you know, I mean, and but also, like, within the body of a single ship, you know, as you're saying, um, or a single, like, Starfleet property, you know, so you have, like, the shuttlecraft looking different from the medical bay and whatever, and, and yeah, there's there's clearly, like, stuff that they're trying to communicate there, um, and so I'd, I'd love to read more about that stuff. Yeah. One thing, Don't speaking like. of the look of the show, it seemed like there were more brown people on the bridge in this episode, and I was here for it.
1: I yeah. was here for it. I don't know do you who you got promoted. Would you like to do I don't your number got right
0: transferred. Now? <laughs> yeah, it looked great. It looked damn good. It looked moisturized. It was soft and geometric. I wanted to run my fingers through it. I get why Tyler loves Burnham. She's beautiful. She's a beautiful woman. Yeah, I don't get why Burnham episode. likes Tyler, though. On point. So I give it a, <laughs> uh, uh, a nine out of ten. A nine I'm out of so ten. I'm so digging. I'm so digging the woman's hair. Uh,
1: the the other black woman, uh, that she has braids or dreads or something. I can't remember what it was because we only see her for on the like two bridge. seconds. Um, on the bridge? Yeah. Loving her. I want her to
0: like actually be a character. Yeah. Um, I'm blanking on her name, which sucks because I did the research to actually find out her name. Yeah. It starts with an we, I, wrote, I wrote it down last time, but I don't remember either. But, okay, so Tyler. Can we yeah. be nominated so for some kind of podcast award? Because quality <laughs> like this needs to be recognized. It's not our fault that they didn't make her a character.
1: And the only reason you and I even know her name ever at any point, which is not currently, is because we've both we both watched the show have with subtitle subtitles on. on
0: yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah oh no I, I i don't think she's had more than three lines but i desperately want her to and i am yeah. hoping that we'll get who knows in this mirror universe maybe she catches a break yeah maybe maybe um um so Tyler's having these PTSD
1: flashbacks and they're really mm-hmm. intense, right? Like it's hard. You, it, this is not easily dismissed like even for us. Like they're clearly he's tortured and all this mm-hmm. awful stuff is happening and he's really m- interfering with his ability to do his job, right? Like yeah. that beginning yeah. scene you're, you're like uh, when Tyler oh sorry, when Michael's like you have to be very precise or else you'll lose all of it. You're just sitting mm-hmm. there being like, "Oh my god, he's going to fuck it up," right? Yeah. So yeah. so there so I thought some of that stuff in this episode was interesting, right? He goes to um Tyrrell Tyrrell? Tyrell. Lorel. Lorel. So close. Mm-hmm. He goes to Lorel, who is the Klingon that tortured him and raped him, or we assume it sounded like. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, What did you do to me? And she says, Open the cell and I'll tell you everything you want to know And then he opens the cell and I was like <gasps> Well what
0: was it, what what was extra hilarious is that there's a button Two buttons, open and close. This doesn't seem like the most effective prison (laughs) if it's that easy to get into a cell. Seems like there should be a code or a key or something.
1: Sure. I was also thinking because nobody knows what's going on with him and he's not like revealing that information mm-hmm. uh, that like wouldn't wouldn't there be some kind of notification when a cell door opens? Girl, know, please, maybe, right. But he's and also the would,
0: security. Wouldn't there be like wouldn't there be. Yeah. I, I, I'm assuming that has to be the answer because otherwise wouldn't there also be someone stationed in the brig? You have this like high value prisoner down there. Yeah. And just, like no one is keeping tabs on her. So we are we are being generous to the show by
1: saying because he's yeah. the security chief, then all of those things don't matter. But I think that mm-hmm. that's just not. It's just this. It's not there because it doesn't work for this particular story. So whatever, right, right. Um, but so they, there's what. That's when we find out that they're like doing this prayer, and he's got some Klingon shit inside of him, and Ebony's all, "I yeah. was right, <laughs>
0: I was right. Oh, I was so right from the very beginning." Give me applause! Yeah, thank you, thank you very much. <laughs> you're, you're welcome. Okay. Was, so he, so, uh, so, so I he's hiding though, this, right? Right, but we'll, yeah, okay. To be honest, when I said, you know, from the beginning, I said, okay, it's gonna turn out Tyler is actually, you know, old dude from the Klingon ship right but mm-hmm. there was a part of me that was like how in the world are they gonna have arranged this and of course it has to have been some sort of like you know mind meldy personality overlay whatever because as, as you're looking at Tyler facing off against Laurel you see the size of that Klingon dome ain't no way they could just like shave it down and make it into a human and whatever but I don't know I'm I'm really worried, I have to say, about how they're going to, like, how this the PTSD storyline uh, is going to play out in this show. Like, man, they, they really can't fuck it up. Of, of all the things well- that they're doing on this show... The, um, the, the way that we, you know, understand what's happened to Tyler, what is happening to Tyler, his fear that he's not who he thinks he is, um, his, you know, very real concern that, you know, someone's going to find out that he has to hide what he's going through while still attempting to wrestle with it. Like, I just don't want them to fuck it up.
1: Yeah, I know. And have Me him too. like, I, and I, like, I, I, I don't
0: want him to like, you know, think his way or fight his way out of PTSD, I guess is what I'm saying. Like, I want them to, you know, pay it the, the time and the consideration this very real, you know, um, experience deserves.
1: Yeah, totally. And like, you know, it's this. Uh, we don't know what they're because it's not, it's obviously a like supernatural science fiction universe of mm-hmm. PTSD in this particular case. Like, it is and it isn't, mm-hmm. right? Like, it's there are legitimate, like, he's having flashbacks and he's getting triggered, but also he has some shit like melded and grafted onto his body, right? That's yeah. literally yeah. making him a different person. Uh,
0: and so I'm curious, like, I have a question about that he, too, like, because, yeah, um, Colbert says, your like they went into your limbs and like broke them apart and like shortened your radius and femur and whatever (laughs) and for a second i was like wait did they make him shorter or taller wouldn't he yeah right someone have noticed wouldn't he have noticed like hey i'm six inches taller than i used to be my (laughs) arms are a lot longer it feels like there's junk in here i don't know i'm not the smartest person to be watching the show i have really basic questions
1: I mean what if they they what if he is the other klingon dude that we obviously mm-hmm. right and then but like they put him they put the other klingon dude in his body or something that doesn't make any sense <laughs> so either so like
0: he's, he's he's wearing like a tyler suit
1: yeah, kind of, because like why if you're just doing like a mental graph, right? Like they're talking about building uh, mm-hmm. uh, personalities on top of per- on top of an existing personality. Like, why would mm-hmm. you have to break down all of your bones and cells and
0: all that shit to make that? Well, I probably need a space to pack in some more of that huge Klingon brain. Look at the size <laughs> of that Klingon head. It just, Like a it regular just human like- head won't
1: hold it. It's like brains are like rafted onto the different pieces yeah. of his organs and
0: shit. Yeah. It's like, it's like trying to, you know, shove putting in a sock. Like you just keep, you gotta find any place it'll fit, I guess. I don't know. Oh, man, that shit's weird. I know, um, but I'm, I'm so looking yeah, forward I, to seeing how that plays out, you know, like what it's gonna turn yeah. out to be.
1: Well, I, so I'm curious about this part of Tyler. Uh, kind mm-hmm. of exclusively, I fucking hate him and Burnham. Like I hate their relationship, yeah, and I hate everything about them. And like it, do- they don't have good chemistry as actors. Like when they mm-hmm. started kissing, I literally texted you saying "ew, kissing," like 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 a five year old.
0: I know it, was, it exactly. It was like getting a text from a third grader, actually. But yeah. the you know, I, I I hand wrote my notes because it's um, 1917 apparently, and the <laughs> the largest note I wrote was. Oh my God! Don't have sex, you know. Like that's how strongly <laughs> I feel about it. which my, you know they my are major takeaway? Yeah, of course. Because the next, you know, like in the trailer for the next episode, yeah, you see, them, see them all them, naked you know, in bed and in shit. The, the bedroom. Scene.
1: Yeah. Gross. Gross. No. Yeah. Gross. gross. Not into it. Not into I- it. I want the fan. I want the fan edit that edits that shit out. Get cracking. Uh, so I don't like them. Be the and, like, change like, that whole you want to see in the, the world, Anita. Yeah, I know, right. Uh, you you don't want to see my old fan vids that I used to make. (laughs) (laughs) I do. Um... But so the thing that kind of bummed me out is that overall, I really liked this episode and I felt a lot more emotionally invested. And then it kind of mm-hmm. ends with Michael saying this shit, uh, fucking Tyler saying this shit to Burnham. I'm here to protect you. Nothing will ever stand in the mm-hmm. way of that, no matter what happens. And you, you, we know his story. She doesn't know his story. And it's supposed to be this touching moment. And I just, I can't take them seriously. And I, like, it just feels like it's yeah. ruining the, like the goodwill that this episode gave me. Or that yeah, I just it, I, it, I gave so, to or whatever their
0: their their romantic relationship is so unnecessary. The the closeness that those two outsiders could have brought to a friendship would have been, I think, even more compelling if they were just friends. You know, yeah, there was no because need all to, it... to get them into bed
1: exactly, and because of like they're using this relationship as a way to make. Tyler have an, an outlet and a care and a connection mm-hmm. and like it, it's a it's a way to be able to add another uh, dimension to how to express what's happening to him and his trauma um but mm-hmm. you could do the exact same thing through a friendship like you were saying right like yeah. all of the narrative devices that they're using here would be so lovely if they were like yeah we're both kind of outsiders and we're like banding mm-hmm. together right
0: yeah yeah, yeah, yeah exactly just said like you, just said. you know <laughs> as much as I still you know, and I feel bad about it. But as much as I still don't like Stamets, Stamets and Culber, I am OK now with that relationship being the only. Well, it might might be too late for me to have that. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm, like, that, I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess we need to put in a spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler oh, this alert. whole episode
1: is a spoiler alert.
0: <laughs> yes. Seriously. Um,
1: OK, I actually forgot his name. So in all of my notes, I just called him Ricky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was like, mm-hmm. you know, Ricky, the doctor Okay, so Colber. Stamets, um, Colber um, He, you know, like he's he's catatonic And then he comes out with these things So he's clearly like plugged into a higher dimension of understanding Because he keeps saying, be careful, the enemy is here He's saying some shit yeah. about the palace Which I'm assuming has to do with the emperor of the Terran, mm-hmm. whatever um, And then, you know, I was like, oh tyler's going to ricky to be like something's wrong with me can you figure it out mm-hmm. uh and that you know that's that asking for help is cool like and at yeah, least there's someone yeah. that he feels like he could go to and then mm-hmm. he fucking
0: kills him just, like oh, just cranked I, that neck i, oh, I oh, shot off my couch i shot yeah. off my couch uh I but lost similarly it. to the brig is there no one in this medical bay? Like, I, know. I feel like they're, when they're, there's all kinds of people around in the hallways and, well, you know, whatever. I mean, you can't even get in a Jeffrey's tube without running into someone but in this <laughs> medical bay. Like, there's, there's fucking no it's one funny, around. But
1: it's funny that you say that because I remember when in the scene where um, Tyler is telling him about, like, hey, you need to check me out because there's something wrong with me. You mm-hmm. can see another medical person examining uh,
0: Stamets. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, oh, also, why are you... I was like, why but, are you talking about this in front of other people? Right, and and then after he snapped that neck, what did he do with the body? Like, did he, did he just kick it in the corner and then, you know, teleport off the ship? I have questions. Well, Someone's gonna yeah, find okay. that body. Someone is gonna ask, where's Culber? And, well, like, replay some shit and then figure out Tyler did it.
1: Didn't you see the scene where um, Stamets is holding him?
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, like, w- from, from the point at which... You know, Colberg gets laid out to whatever happens once, you know, um, Tyler, Burnham, and Lorca, uh, you know, transport over to the Shingo. Like, yeah. I don't even know what happened to yeah. his body. Like, did he just leave it there? What was his end game? Is, are we assuming he knows that <laughs> like, he's not coming back? I,
1: right. And when he came to uh, the transport bay or the transport bay or whatever, um, and he was like, he was all frazzled and they were like, where were you? Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, Oh, you were like chopping up this body and shitting it out into space right. or something. Like, I, like right. I was like, you, you were late because you were disposing of the body. Cause you needed to cover it up mm-hmm. because clearly when you are threatened, this other personality comes out. Right. Right, um, right. Or whatever is happening there, but no, he just left the body. So yeah. I, is this going to get wrapped up in the next episode? Like it's just, it's fucking
0: weird. Well, I think like narratively we know, like there's it, Tyler doesn't come out of this like he straight up murdered a dude um and it was it was unprovoked so we know that his character's done for so maybe that's why they were like we don't need to worry about it because he's not ever <laughs> yeah. going to come back and be part of the crew again like we can just let this go yeah so hey, if they don't care about it i'm refusing to care about it
1: sure well mm-hmm. yes agreed just you know whatever they're this show uh Lorca Yes. And those goddamn fortune cookies. (laughs) Those (laughs) fucking fortune cookies. Yeah, I was like, yep, they're sitting there. I wonder, I'm i like, I wonder if alt-universe Lorca likes fortune cookies, too. Like,
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. I have a question about the Mirror Universe episodes. So even though I've given you the business about not having watched any of the other properties in which the Mirror Universe appears, the fact is I've seen the original series Mirror Universe episodes. I've seen the Deep Space Nine ones. I haven't seen Enterprise ones. So I can't say – and I haven't read any of the Star Trek novels either uh, that make use of it as a setting. I have a question about the mirror universe in all instances of a parallel universe in fiction that are like this, where it seems as if things are exactly the same in the mirror universe, except for like one thing. Right. So yeah. In, in the parallel universe to what, where we live, you and I still work for Feminist Frequency, but I have red hair or something. Like I don't have another job. <laughs> I, I didn't I didn't go left where I should have went right at some point. Yeah, I mean, like everything else is the same. It's just I now I have sideburns. This doesn't make any sense.
1: I was thinking the same thing actually, because if you like, if if it's uh, it's uh, science, like if you if you make different choices as a different person. And you like end up in other places or like, you know, the world is completely different in terms of the like the philosophy of the world. Then yeah. why wouldn't you be doing different things? Not just like, yeah, I was on the ship, but like I kill people now. Right. Like that doesn't yeah, exactly I, 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 I don't buy
0: that. Well, and also, like, okay, if, if posit that there are an infinite number of universes, right? Well, then yes, there is a universe that is exactly the same as the one in which we currently exist, except in the other one, I have one green eye and one red eye, whatever, right? Um, but everything else is the same. How is it that they always end up in that same mirror universe? Like, why is that one the one that they always Fandom. end up in? Fandom. Yeah. Why? Is, why yeah. don't they ever end up in the one where you know people Did you ever are watch just Fringe? intelligent bananas? Did you ever watch Fringe? Uh, I watched maybe one episode, and I would like to go back to it because I'm a big fan of uh, John Noble. That was so I'll say Noble, this. Right? I...
1: I, I don't know if that's his name, but probably he, the, the actor looks like that kind of name. I don't know. It's with Anna Torv, and she's fucking amazing, so you should watch it for that reason. But I will say that Fringe was a, one of those shows where I watched the pilot and fucking hated it, and then mm-hmm. um, I was told to go back and watch it and did and, like, really liked the show. But I only bring it up because in that show's alt-universe, um, mm-hmm. they, you know, like— Someone who is in a powerful position, like, say, a doctor, for example, mm-hmm. um, might be, like, a politician in the mirror universe. Like, I think that mm-hmm. the, the, the ambition of the person might look different, but has the same kind of level, potentially. Um, That's like really that, gross. I think that—
0: That's really gross when you unpack it. Because if powerful people are powerful in one universe and then also in another universe— it suggests that there's something imminent to them and inherent in them that sure, sure, that allows them. So, conversely, people who are poor or you know, exploited, there's something imminent to them and their being, right? That you know, makes it they're just perpetually a victim. Fuck That, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, no, totally, uh, yeah, absolutely.
1: And so, I think there's like there, there has to be much more. I mean, I'm sure there are, there's lots of mirror universe fiction mm-hmm. written, um, about like how do you. Like I think some, some of the constraints with this kind of fiction is that like it you're it, it's partly you, you have to show familiarity and you have mm-hmm. to show some kind of like connection as a way for those characters to interact with each other. Right. So like mm-hmm. if if Michael and or whatever, if the crews of these ships were like no longer a part of Alt Starfleet and they were on like a mining planet then that's not useful for the storyline that they're trying to do, right? But like if you right. did really create all these alternative universes, like how fascinating would it be to completely like to, to tweak it enough that it feels almost dreamlike as opposed to just like mm-hmm. opposites or whatever. Right. Well I don't know. I'm curious I'm actually curious about really good like alt universe fiction.
0: Send send yeah. me some. Well, I,
1: internet. Send me some.
0: Yeah internet send, some. yeah, internet, send us some. I I mean, I I'm I have to say, I'm looking at the um <laughs> the decision to to situate some episodes in the mirror universe in a you know, kind of cynical way in that I think this show, because it's shown, um, it, it's demonstrated that it really it, it loves like the kind of militaristic bent um, and and the kind of, you know, like uh, call to violence, like setting things in the mirror universe allows them to do more of that. If for at least a couple of episodes, like there's there's going to yeah, be tons yeah. of guns and fighting and you know more neck breaking and and you know it's it's really just an excuse to to have like a grand um, romp through space that has nothing at all to do with the Starfleet mission of diplomacy and I am susceptible to it like I'm looking forward to these next couple of episodes. I mean I, I hope we get yeah. way more Tilly because she's the best part about it so far to me. But you know the other thing that I would like for them to someone to say and it won't be a bridge officer again we need a show that's about like the janitor or just like the people who work in the cafeteria but i want someone to be like you know what this mirror universe looks a lot like our universe there ain't a lot different like i'm still getting shit yeah. on uh things are not that different well, yeah
1: when are we gonna get our janitor well wasn't there a show i was gonna say when do we get our
0: janitors of star
1: trek show um we don't but, but we did have the show there- red
0: dwarf we did have the show Red Dwarf, and that was very I didn't working watch class that. in space. Yeah, you know, oh, all God. right. I need a new code. I know, I
1: know what it is. I didn't watch it though. Um, and wasn't there like a web comic or uh, sorry, a web series, like a web show about um, the like uh, it was a Star Wars one though, right? Did you did you ever see that? No, no, oh, whatever. There was one about like the just the like stormtroopers on the ship.
0: That yeah. are just, like,
1: nobodies. <laughs> and the show was right. about that. Well, them. I mean, was that was pretty, partly yeah. what
0: was cool about Rose in The Last Jedi, right? It's like, oh, yeah. You know, yeah. it's cool to see some people from below decks. Yeah. And, yeah, and oh, they're, totally. Because they, um, are, they are just as affected by these galaxy-spanning events.
1: Yeah. I loved the outfits in the alt-universe, I gotta say. The, yep. like, not the... Uh, like, I, I, I actually, watching Michael take off that giant, like, mm-hmm. gold thing. I was like, I love the way that looks, but I loved the like, dip, like almost difficulty of taking it off. Where yeah, you're reminded of how ridiculous these costumes are, like how absurd yeah.
0: and heavy they are. Yeah, like, well, let me like, and like you could feel the you could feel the weight as she took it off. Yeah, you know,
1: yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I really I loved that.
0: that. I was I'm of two minds. As much as I loved uh, Captain Kelly, I'm of two minds that the alt universe version of her is the boobtacular one. But I'll get yeah. over it. Yeah, I know I don't like that either,
1: but. Um, I was thinking that too right where it's like Captain Killy is sexy quote unquote and like Mm -hmm. Tilly as she is is supposed to be sort of bland and not sexually desirable and like that's such a shitty dynamic to set up right like Mm -hmm. and TV does this all the time but I think it's really disappointing in terms of like our our social conceptions of attractiveness and desirability.
0: Well, at least they but- didn't do that thing where like Tilly's wearing glasses and has her hair up and then when she's <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tilly she takes off her glasses and shakes her hair out. Oh God. That would have been so that would have been fantastic. Mm hmm. Um,
1: I I hear you on the like just another episode like it's just another opportunity to be super uber violent and all that crap and I a hundred percent agree. And I was thinking that like as I was watching them on the other on the on the other um ship the Shenzu um I was like this is kind of cheesy. Like it's a little over the top and it's a little like it's over the top in a way that isn't reflexing reflective like like the mm-hmm. the joke about Captain Killie's name. So that kind of stuff bothers me a little bit. Um but I wonder if, you know, cuz Michael's clearly upset that she had to kill this guy, regardless mm-hmm. of like the fact that it was self-defense and regardless of the fact that it's not actually her friend that she knew before. Um mm-hmm. like I wonder if they're going to at all discuss or engage with like the emotional costs that surviving this particular uh, uh, mission is going to take on everyone. And that scene with Lorca in the end, it being tortured. Like Mm -hmm. I, so that the, the brig in Alt universe is fucking terrifying and I know it's cheesy, but I was like, Mm -hmm. Oh my God, this is terrifying. Like I actually felt like tense and then watching him in it, I was like, Oh my God, like this is going to fuck you up.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, even more than you already are. Yeah, you know, I, I have to say, um, I, I am giving Lorca a couple of biscuits um, for this episode because yeah. we did get a couple of moments of self-reflection that I thought were sincere and that I thought were effective. And, you know, when um when Burnham's walking him through uh, the research that she's done from the Rebel yeah. Files, and she's like, okay, you know, here's the breakdown of who we are and whatever and blah, blah, blah. And, he, you know, he, he was like... I kind of hate that I'm still this guy in an alternate universe. Yeah.
1: You know? Yeah. And that felt and that real his, to me. he's shipped in Survive and all of that. Yeah. Like, it felt, it, yeah, I really liked that as well. Mm-hmm. I like that as well. And um, I don't know. Yeah, Lorca wasn't terrible in this episode. And those moments where he's like, you do what you have to do. Like, I am not your captain anymore. Like, we need yeah. to survive this. And, and because it's such, Starfleet is such a hierarchical, regimented, System that like he does have to say that like I believe that he has to say that many times to get that drilled right. into everybody to understand that like this is life or death in our hierarchy here doesn't matter <laughs> right right
0: right yeah
1: yeah it yeah just, he it wasn't felt... the worst
0: um yeah it wasn't the worst yeah. I and that is high praise coming from us <laughs> it's true yeah so overall I this
1: uh, not I'm bad I'm giving it a B minus. Yeah. I'll, uh,
0: okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be there with you. Yeah. I'll be or there. I can use. I can. I la- use I. My... I enjoyed myself. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna. In fact, you know what? I'm. I'm taken back by B minus. I'm gonna use the rating system that my brother started using over the holidays, which makes no goddamn sense. So if he's listening to this <laughs> show, I'm calling you out. He was like, five stars, you can't give some like a five star system doesn't allow for enough breadth and complexity, you know, um, to say something is like three stars or four stars, it just is, it seems like a very crude kind of ranking system. So he, he decided he wanted to do 10 stars, but he would say, <laughs> so I gave this movie eight stars and I'm like Brian that is mathematically the same thing as four stars out of five but to, in his mind it was somehow mm-hmm. different so um I'm yeah. gonna give this I'm gonna give this eight stars out
1: of ten. <laughs> <laughs> uh there is a joke there's a joke in games that you probably don't know about like seven out of ten and like it, mm-hmm. that, so for for folks who get that joke there you are we'll give it a seven out of ten but um, uh, Carolyn and I have talked about this a lot about how like the rating systems like uh, like on films and games and everything is just it's so limiting and not actually mm-hmm. useful because we've talked in, at Feminist Frequency about like whether we want to give ratings to things and we're like it's just not mm-hmm. everything is too complicated for that like it doesn't yeah. Yeah. 2 out of 10 versus 7 out of 10 versus 10 out of 10 like what does that mm-hmm. even fucking mean so yeah, uh, yeah do you have a theme song for us
0: I already sang it. It was the "I'm Right" song. Do you want me oh, to? Okay. do a reprise? I was right. I can't believe you didn't know I was right. I'm always right.
1: Yeah, it's true. Give me a
0: raise. It's true. It- mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> cool. I think we did it. I think we, we, I- I'd give this episode back. a C plus. <laughs> yeah. we're a little rusty. We're getting back we into the a little groove of it, and yeah. It was nice to it was nice to, to not just shit on the entire episode, so that was it a, was. And just I have surprise. to say, for
0: people who listen to this episode, please, please, please listen to our regular flagship <laughs> uh, freak show yeah. radio episode that's going to come out this Wednesday because we are going to talk about. Uh, an episode of Black Mirror that I really wanted to bring up as, you know, Anita and I were talking about this Star Trek episode. But um, but if you are a fan of Star Trek or just a fan of this podcast, you're going to want to listen to our main podcast on Wednesday. So tune in.
1: Which you can find on all of your podcasters at Feminist Frequency Radio. Uh, yeah. So join us there. Uh, I just watched that right before this episode, and man, that back to back of all the shit was a little a little intense. Yeah, it was a um, much. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot. Uh, I'll, I'll, you'll also notice that I refrained from talking about the Orville, <laughs> which I wanted to bring up, but I'm except not except you didn't,
0: you I didn't, didn't. It. and now you got so people what, now you got people popping up in my mentions trying to get I me to know. watch it. Save mm-hmm. it, folks. Save so it. someone, it one of never gonna happen.
1: One of our listeners sent us a YouTube video that um, I didn't get a chance to watch, but I really want to, which is a create. One of the former writers of Star Trek talks about the differences between Discovery and or- the Orville, which I find I would find very interesting. So I will eventually listen to that and give you my full report. Force you, force you to listen to that. You should give me your full report because
0: again, if it mentions the Orville, I'm not fair. Interested.
1: I completely respect that. All right, y'all. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, We're so happy to be back with all of you. Uh, What is the end of the end of stuff stuff? The stuff is (laughs) Uh, please uh, review this podcast. Leave us a little little comment if you like it. It really helps us with getting the word out there. Um, You can subscribe to us on any of the podcast hosts of your choice because we should be just about everywhere at this point. And I think that's it. We'll see y'all next week. Oh, wait. Wait. I'm so rusty. What the hell? I'm at Anita Sarkeesian on Twitter. Ebony is at Ebony (laughs) Astor. And you can find all of our work
0: and all our other podcasts at (laughs) feministfrequency.com. Yeah, and make sure to nominate us for a potty (laughs) award because this shit is gold.
1: All right, y'all. We will be so much better next week. Probably not. Bye.
0: Will we, though?
1: (laughs) No, we won't. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye.